Welcome to the RV Podcast. This is episode 451. And this week we're going to talk about how you can escape the ordinary and we're going to unveil some of the new Harvest Host programs. Also, this week we have RV news of uh, some dangerous wildlife encounters you need to know about. And social media feedback on RV campground etiquette. A guide to the proper use of your RV air conditioner. And the best way to attach photos to the walls of your RV. Hello, everybody. I am Mike Wendland, and this is my lifelong traveling companion and my bride, Jennifer. And I guess I should point out our new merch, more in our new t-shirt. I love this shirt. This is my favorite one. This is, uh, uh, you want to read it? Roam, explore, camp. And there is a little picture of what many may think of as a wolf at the bottom. That's okay. You can think it's a wolf. We think it's Bo, but um, uh, we got some great new uh, merch designs. Oh, and we should show them this cup, too. Let's see. See this cup? This is so cool. This wander, relax, repeat. It's like a little wine cup. It's got a little safety slurpy thing there that keeps it from spilling. You can take your sip or lock it up, and then it won't drip out. It'll keep your wine cold or any other beverage cold. I think you could probably put red wine in there, too. Probably keep it from getting too hot. I don't know. Uh, but anyway, um, this is pretty cool. That's one of our slogans and one of our designs as well, the Wander Relax Repeat. So anyway, check it all out. We've got links to it. Well, we have been very busy and they're going to be even busier because I'm excited to say that we're heading up this weekend for our summer gathering. At the tip of the mitt. And uh, we've got a lot of friends joining us and we're looking forward to having some campfires and sharing meals and exploring together and going over to Mackinac Island and just having fun. Tip of the Michigan Mitt right there on the shores of Lake Superior. We're going to be doing that. Uh, I think we get in. We're getting in Sunday. Everybody else gets in Monday and we'll be there all next week. We'll be doing some live social media. But then um, we have a fall gathering coming and we should tell them about that one. And that is our Nashville Music City Meetup and that's in October. And it has sold out. So if you would like to go to that one, put your name on a waiting list. Yeah. And uh, we'll see how it works out. That's sold out in less than a week. That's how fast that went. But there is a waiting list, and we always have openings at the end. So mm-hmm. that includes a visit to the Grand Old Opry. And that will be pretty fun, huh? I'm looking forward to it. We have been very busy on our uh, 10 acres of Michigan property that we bought last fall. Uh, as many of you know, we've remodeled a house uh, on that property. We're about ready to put together a video that shows you that process. But uh, we have uh, both of our RVs here, and uh, we put in a garden right, right next to one of them. And uh, we didn't realize when we moved here, we realized that this is wine country for Michigan. There's lots of vineyards, and uh, there are a lot of fruit trees, peaches and raspberries and things. But we didn't realize blueberries. So we were told about a, a great place that grows blueberries, I think, for the whole country. Yeah, they, the whole world, the whole actually. World. Yeah, they send yeah. them all over the world. So it was fun going there, and we got some absolutely beautiful blueberry bushes. And, and only, can't wait till next year when we really get to enjoy the harvest. The only downside is I've got to kind of keep the deer away 
and uh, we've got a, a badger, a woodchuck that lives out not too far from us, and uh, they also like my blueberries. But uh, anyway, we're having fun with that. Uh, Lots of talk on social media about the RV lifestyle. Of course, this is prime time in the summer, and our RV lifestyle Facebook group is uh, like a, a gold mine of information for you. There's almost 190,000 members now. Uh, Wendy Boyer keeps track of all of that for us, and uh, she uh, it's, it's amazing the amount of stuff her and the team of volunteers who help us moderate the group keep coming up with this this material there's just so much out there and you can always learn something from reading the little highlights all everything but if you want just highlights the what uh, wendy picks is like usually the top three you can learn something yep here's uh what everybody's been talking about this week on uh, on social media hi mike and jen Sometimes in the RV Lifestyle Facebook group, members share pictures, maps, and other details of an epic trip they took. And that's what I'd like to share with you first today. Um, Susan, a member of our group, took such a trip 15,000 miles from September 1st through June 1st. They started in New Hampshire and went all the way around the country, going over the northern states, down the western coast, down the southern part, up the east coast, back to New Hampshire. Some highlights, she said the best scenery that they saw was between Mount Helens and Glacier National Park. She said the state that had the friendliest people was Tennessee. And she said the most peaceful campground they visited was in Columbus, Texas. Her posts got many people talking, inspired so many others, and also had a lot of agreement from different members of the group. Next, I'd like to share a post from Renee. Renee was looking for a nice campground near a beach and she said, where should I go? And she got so many suggestions. Some highlights included a recommendation from Misty to go to South Carolina's Apache Campground. Scott recommended Fort DeSoto Campground in Florida, which Scott, I agree with you, that's a nice one. And Dan recommended Pismo Beach or Moray Bay all along California's Highway 1, which is also really nice. There were so many suggestions there. If you like camping near a beach, you might want to check that one out. And then finally, what I'd like to share is something that we see from time to time where members take a picture of an interesting rig and then share it with the group. Member S.C. Skeeter saw just such an interesting rig. It was what looked like a semi-truck pulling a fifth wheel and then sandwiched between the cab of the semi and the fifth wheel was this itty bitty car. Um, he saw it at a rest stop in Georgia and boy did it ever get people talking. Everyone wanted to know how'd you get the car in there? And then another picture was from Tony and Tony snapped a picture of what looked like a class A towing a, are you ready for this? Helicopter. That's right, a helicopter. And that one really got people talking. Dwight said, now that's a toad. And Carly, she got me laughing. She said, I thought I was fancy towing my jet ski. That post got hundreds of responses. Um, Tony said he bet that the helicopter was actually used for fighting wildfires because there are quite a few wildfires going on right now. And another person said, maybe it's a crop duster. Whatever the case, it was an unusual sight, and it got people talking. And that's it for me this week. I'm Wendy Bowyer, and I'll see you over at the RV Lifestyle Facebook group. 
I tell you, it was, it's just so cute. All those pictures of everybody's fur babies, be, their, be them cats or dogs. They're just little cute guys. Yeah. Social media. Check it out, rvlifestyle.com uh, slash Facebook, and you can be a part of that group. Campingfoodrecipes.com is our sister blog, and it is dedicated to making your life a little easier by helping you Find great recipes to prepare on your RV and camping trips, but also how to prep them ahead of time and to make the whole meal thing while you're camping easy and fun and good. Uh, Jerrica Ma is the uh, editor for CampingFoodRecipes.com, and she's got a good one for us this week. Yeah, you know, everybody, when they go camping, they think hot dogs and hamburgs, and lots of times we want a little variety, plus we want something maybe a little healthier, and so... Turkey burgers. Turkey burgers. That sounds healthy. It does, and she gives you tips on how to keep them from falling apart when you're grilling them, and how to make them not so dry, and yeah. even what to do with leftovers. Jerrica joins us right now. Hey, Mike and Jennifer and Camping Foodies. This is Jerrica with CampingFoodRecipes.com, and I have the recipe of the week for you. And this week is our healthy grilled turkey burger recipe. Because I know that camping is known for burgers and hot dogs and frankly a lot of unhealthy food. Um, but it doesn't have to be that way. There are so many great healthy camping recipes that you can use, including this one for turkey burgers. Um, and now turkey burgers can be a bit tricky to make. Sometimes, you know, they tend to fall apart on the grill or they sometimes end up dry. Um, but we have a few tricks up our sleeves to help you avoid that. So in our, in our recipe post, we go over those tricks, um, let you know which is the best turkey meat to use um, in order to end up with juicy burgers and not dry turkey burgers. Um, and and we also tell you how you can make the turkey burger patties in advance. Um, so you can just prepare them at home, load them up in the RV, and then enjoy them at the campground. Um, and if you end up with extra turkey meat, um, whether before you cook it or after. So if you end up with extra ground turkey meat, we have this great taco soup recipe um, that you can use that ground turkey meat in. Or if you end up with extra cook turkey meat patties. Um, we have a burger patty casserole that you can use that leftover um, meat in. So it's just really versatile recipe that is great for on its own, but then also can lead into other recipes that we have available on the site. So I highly recommend you give it, um, you give it a try. You can check it out at campingfoodrecipes.com along with all of our other great camping recipes that we're constantly adding to. And I also want to remind you that you can submit your own favorite camping recipe through their website. And we're really anxious to see everything uh, that you guys have to offer. So please go over and visit campingfoodrecipes.com and we'll see you next week with the recipe of the week. Well, you can find that recipe and a whole lot more at campingfoodrecipes.com. We'll put a link in the show notes for this episode at uh, rvlifestyle.com. Just go to the podcast tab. All right, when we come back, the RV Lifestyle Interview of the Week, and our guest is going to be Joel Holland from Harvest Hosts. And Joel is going to announce a whole bunch of new programs that uh, Harvest Hosts has uh, put in, t in place just in time for the summer travel season. Stay with us. The one thing that can ruin a perfect RV trip is a bad mattress. And believe us, we know. Over the years, we've tried many and found them all wanting until now. Now, we sleep on the RV mattress by Brooklyn Bedding. 
Quite simply, it's the best we've ever slept on. We chose a queen-sized Aurora Lux medium firm mattress that arrived tightly rolled in a box. All we had to do is put it on the bed, unroll it, and wait for it to recover from the compression. Then we put the sheets and the bed covers on, and we found we slept so well on it that we ordered another one for our home. That's how comfortable it is. Our sleep is now so luxurious and deep that we can't imagine using a different mattress. Shipping is free, and if you're disappointed with the current mattress in your RV, you owe it to yourselves to try the RV mattress by Brooklyn Bedding. Brooklyn Bedding sends out all of their RV mattresses from their own factory in Arizona. That means they're able to use premium materials at a reasonable price for you with no middleman bringing up the cost. And right now, if you visit rvmattress.com slash rvlifestyle, you'll get the maximum discount off your mattress with the promo code rvlifestyle. Again, use the promo code rvlifestyle for a big discount on your RV mattress by Brooklyn Bedding. We're sure you'll be as thrilled with your RV mattress by Brooklyn Bedding as we are with ours. It really is the most comfortable mattress we've ever slept on. And now it's time for the interview of the week, and our guest is Joel Holland from Harvest House. Now, Joel has been on the program many times. In fact, I think he was on right after they started Harvest House a little over five years ago. And my goodness, that program has grown so much. Thousands and thousands of uh, places to stay all over North America. And uh, it's even, uh, they've now added even more and uh, some great new programs. And Joel is going to be our special guest now to unveil some of the new things that Harvest House has in store for you this summer. Well, joining us now is Joel Holland himself. And Joel's been on the program many times before, but Harvest Host just keeps uh, evolving and growing, and we had to get him on now to talk about some new stuff. Joel, it's great to see you here again. Yeah, thanks, Mike. I, I feel like every time we chat, it's fun, and every, th- every time we chat, so much has happened. So yes. Sure there's plenty to talk about. That's exactly what we want to talk about, all of the changes. But I think before we even get going a little bit, because there's always new people coming into the RV lifestyle. There's always new people that are tuning into our podcast. And um, just for for those who don't understand what Harvest Host is, maybe you could give us the 10,000-foot overview, how it came to be, what it is, and then let's talk about some of these new things that you guys have uh, have uh, just instituted. Sure, sure. So, I mean... The very simple overview, Harvest Host is a membership program for RVers. Uh, we've about 250,000 members, and um, we connect them with now over 9,000 uh, locations all over North America, all 50 states, every Canadian province, even Mexico. And really, it's unique uh, camping inventory. Uh, it tends to be a little more upscale. Uh, we're talking wineries, farms, breweries, um, really fun overnight stays. And so, you know, all of us, uh, I'm an RVer, my wife and I are in the RV a few months a year, and we're typically in campgrounds, that's how most of us go, but we like to sprinkle in unique experiences, and that's where Harvest Host comes in. So we love going to wineries where we can park among the vines, taste, we can both taste, we don't need a designated driver because we can spend the night, that's a lot of fun. Um we have a, a toddler, so we love going to farms where she can actually pet the animals, meet alpacas, see horses. Um, 
And then I'm a nut for, for weird offbeat attractions. I love roadside museums and we have like a thousand of those in our network. Outdoor auto museums, outdoor, um, airplane museums, underground salt museums, you know, the list goes on. But, um, it's just a really fun way to, uh, add a little spice to your RV life. Now, it, Harvest Host has evolved and grown so much. I think it was a couple of years ago now that you bought Boondockers Welcome. Uh, and maybe you could explain how that is integrated into the Harvest Host mantle. And uh, just how does Boondockers Welcome work and how many are in that network? Yes. So uh, we purchased Boondockers Welcome a couple of years ago, like you mentioned, 2021. And uh, it's been a wonderful an absolutely wonderful acquisition because it was very similar in spirit to Harvest Hosts. Also a membership program. Um, there are over 3,000, I think pretty soon 4,000 locations in Boondockers Welcome. And these are more community driven. So these are people's personal properties, um, their driveways, some of them own, you know, farms, you can park on the farm. But, but unlike Harvest Hosts, they don't have a commercial product to sell. Um, they are actually really more interested in the community aspect. So you can stay on the property, share a beer, have a chat about RVing. Most of these hosts are RVers themselves or former RVers. Uh, and so they really enjoy that community aspect. So um, we've put them together. About, uh, I think about 30% of our members now use both programs and find that, you know, together they're pretty powerful. Stay at a business one night, stay at a winery, go to someone's house another night and have a little community. It, it, we've done all of that. What is so nice about that as you travel, uh, particularly like to a destination where you don't want to stay like three or four days. You want to get to the destination, but you'd like some unique experiences and maybe not have to pay all of the campground fees and has the hassle of getting into a crowded campground. You can really plot out a whole neat route with that with your website. But today we want to talk, I think, focus mostly on a couple of new programs that you have introduced. The first one is one we just tried out uh, a month or so ago, and um, we're just flabbergasted because these were campgrounds that we never would have found. This is a new program called Camper's Card. What is that all about, and how does that work? Yes, so Camper's Card, um, we call it the VIP program program. Uh, for our viewers, basically it's a discounts and perks program. So uh, as a member of Campers Card, and a very inexpensive program, by the way, about $30 a year, um, you can now get discounts and perks at um, right now about 800 locations, but that's growing hundreds a month. So so very soon over a thousand, um, and it'll continue to grow. And these are high quality campgrounds. So we're not just letting any campground in, we're actually, um, we're either approaching campgrounds and asking them to join, or if they approach us, we're vetting them, uh, knowing that RVers are looking for nice places to stay, and they're looking for, especially these days with high inflation and high costs, they're looking for discounts. I mean, budget is important. And so uh, with Camper's Card, you can save at a minimum about 10% on your entire stay, uh, up to 50%, depending on the campground. They decide what they want to offer. Um, some of them also offer really neat perks, like early check-in, late checkout, um, a welcome amenity like firewood or a discount in a store. But essentially, it's a loyalty card that gets you access to a bunch of private campgrounds where you can feel special and save some money. 
I was surprised when we used it, but we found campgrounds that we never saw on any other apps. Uh, these were, we found one in, uh, in the uh, foothills of Appalachia that was just phenomenal, an awesome place for camping and climbing. And it was in uh, a river gorge right next to it. It was great, but we never would have found that if we hadn't, hadn't, uh, hadn't popped it up on the camper's card. Um, so it's, it's kind of a discount with amenities program. Now, the, the newest feature that you have offered is one that has been in great demand by RVers because campgrounds vacancies are harder and harder to find every single month, it seems. It's called Camp Scanner. Um, this just launched, I understand. So tell us about Camp Scanner and how that works. Yes. So Camp Scanner, very fresh. I think we launched it two weeks ago. Um, essentially, it helps you find um, cancellations at sold out national parks and state parks. So, uh, you know, a problem that all of us encounter, we want to go somewhere like Yosemite uh, or Glacier or, you know, Arches. Unless you are booking six months out, as soon as they open those reservation windows, you're not getting in. And it's frustrating because when you look at the survey data, no surprise, the number one place most RVers want to go every year is state and national parks. So, Camp Scanner lets you set a scan, say, I want to go to Yosemite next weekend. Um, these are the dates. This is how many nights. This is the equipment I'm using. I'm in an RV. It's 30 feet long. Let me know if anything opens up. And it will then scan every five minutes. It'll scan all the inventory constantly and shoot you a text message as soon as something opens up. You click the link. It takes you right to recreation.gov or Reserve America or California.gov, whichever booking platform it's through. And you can click and, and book it. Um, so we don't we don't add any fees in the middle. This is not us trying to get in the middle of this. Um, we're just simply letting you know about these cancellations, which shockingly are are thousands and thousands a day. Um, here here's a cool experiment that I did the week of Memorial Day. So that 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 Monday before the Memorial Day was the following Monday. So one week before Memorial Day, I set scans for Yosemite arches, glacier, Shenandoah National Park, Yellowstone, and a couple others, like some of the hardest parks to get into for Memorial Day weekend. <laughs> and I was like, there's no chance. Let's just see what happens. I got into every single one of them, meaning I got alerts. And I didn't just get a couple alerts. I got hundreds. For Yosemite, I got over 100 alerts for that weekend for openings. And, and now that's now, you, you get these alerts. Uh, what do you do then? You then have to pick up the phone, right, and try and get right in. Or, yeah, exactly. or so we shoot you a text message with a link, a, a custom direct link to that campsite um, in that park. Uh, so in this case, for Yosemite, it would go right to recreation.gov to the correct campground page uh, for the site that is open, C42, whatever it is. Um, and then you can just log in with your recreation.gov account and book it. Wow. So it just, it just makes it fast. Um, and, and it's neat because you can be sitting in your pajamas having a glass of wine while the website's doing all the work for you. And, and, and you can set up, like I did, I set up um, 10 different scans. So I had 10 parks at, at the same time. Um, and all that's going to do is let me know it's open. So it's not like I'm committing to anything. I just want to know. And I think a lot of times for us spontaneous RVers, like I live in Vail, Colorado, I'm going to start setting up scans for arches. And when openings come into the arches campground, We'll just go there for the weekend, you know, spontaneously. It's kind of nice. 
Right. It's talk about joining it now. This is a membership program, though. So how, uh, what's the cost of that? And then I'm wondering on all of these, from Boondockers Welcome to Camp Scanner to Camper's Car to Harvest Host, is there an umbrella program you can get for all of these things? Yes. So um, Camp Scanner is also a membership program, uh, but very inexpensive. I mean, basically what we've done is, is take... What would, what could be a one-time fee to do this one time and just made it good for a year of unlimited use. So, um, there are three tiers, uh, the, the, the entry level tier, um, base camp is $39 a year. And then you can set up five scans concurrently. So five different campgrounds or five different parks. Um, it will check every 15 minutes for cancellations. The next level is trailhead. Um, and that, uh, checks every 10 minutes and you can have 10 scans and then summit uh the top plan um that one checks every five minutes and you can have 10 scans going so that's the you know best value now if you are already a harvest host member that summit plan is discounted by like 56 percent so it actually drops that price down to the 39 dollar uh point so um none of these are very expensive our, our goal here was to just help campers get into the parks. Um, we're not really not trying to profiteer off of the fact that you can't get into these places. Um, but it did cost us, you know, it cost us millions to build it. I mean, it was a, it was a year long project, a lot of engineers, um, it was not inexpensive. So we're trying to recapture the costs, but the goal with all these products, and this is our kind of our stated mission here at Harvest Host is to, um, make happier campers and happier communities. So that's our direct mission. And we're trying to meet campers where they are along the road. And so boondocking, of course, is solved with Harvest Hosts, neat places to go. If you're going to traditional campgrounds, Campers Card helps you there. And now if you're trying to go to state and national parks, Camp Scanner is the solve. Well, it's uh, it's a full-featured service now that is, I think, essential to anybody who really wants to be sure they can find a place to stay. And and not just the standard Tinaminium, that's what I call them, tinaminium campgrounds, you know, or you're, 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 you know, three feet away from your neighbor's fire pit. These are awesome spots. Uh, we've been a part of the Harvest Hosts uh, affiliate partnership stuff for a long time, and we, we should point out to everybody that we can get our, our audience a, a substantial discount. We'll put the, the description, co the code in the description below, and they can go to that and, and learn more and get a, a really a, a comprehensive idea of what all these programs do. Uh, Joe, I have to just ask you personally, because I've now known you for, uh, since you really started, I think. Uh, are you surprised of how this is all taken out? Did you have this vision uh, for Harvest Host when, when it all started? When you were out deciding there's got to be uh, other places to stay and came up with the Harvest Host concept? Yeah, it's funny. I, you and I have been talking since the very beginning, and that's going on five years now. Um, you know, I think if I was being honest, five years ago when you and I first chatted, I would not have guessed it would be what it is today. Um, it, it's got much more scale. It's much larger than I thought it would be. Um, and that's great. And, 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 and I love it because what I found, I always loved Harvest Hosts concept, right? Like my wife and I love staying at, you know, really cool places. So I knew that I was the right audience. I wasn't sure how many other people would be interested. And what we found was there's a lot. <laughs> there's a lot of people that are interested. And what we found over time is that there are a lot of pain points in RV travel. Like for, for as much fun as it is, um, it's becoming harder to be spontaneous these days. And 
you and I were talking offline, I, I, we're losing a lot of control over our travel. And, and I'm just trying to help people get it back because I personally want it back. And yeah. so all of these tools help me feel like I'm in control of my travel destiny. Um, and that feels good. So, you know, we have a quarter million members. I would love to see this grow to a million members, 40,000 locations in the Harvest Host Network. And we'll keep coming up with new tools anytime there are new pain points to be solved for our viewers. That, that's the goal. And I think a big reason for your success is the fact that you are a camper yourself, that your family loves the outdoors, they love to camp. And uh, I'm just glad to let people know that because uh, it's always good to have a face. Yeah. And that face is Joel Holland, who's the uh, the camper's uh, card, uh, the camp scanner. One last thing that you just did, and I think it's worth uh, noting, is you've now kind of gone international with something called Brit Stops. Explain that to our audience. That's right. So we acquired a company called Brit Stops uh, earlier this year, and it's essentially Harvest Hosts of the United Kingdom. So they have over 1,100 uh, brew pubs, farms, um, things like that, all over England, Scotland, Wales, Ireland. It's really cool. And and so as we got to know the team over there, um, we we realized that we have a lot in common. We really understand this this business in, you know, albeit a totally new market, right? Um, you know, England's different than the United States, but not that different. At the end of the day, the similarities between travelers and especially they call them motorhomers over there. Um, they're a lot more similar than different. And so we loved the business. It was a family run business. We purchased it with the intention of growing the host network, um, improving the technology. And, um, and trying to make it just as much fun, you know, as we, we've, as we've done here in the United States with Harvest Hosts. There's quite a, a, an interest in camping in Europe and even many Americans are now going over there. It's much easier now to rent a, a caravan or a motorhome. And, uh, I can see our, our audience, uh, saying, Hey, this is our way to see Europe too. Uh, it's in Ireland as well as the UK. That's it. Exactly. It's, yep. It's, yep. It is. It's in Ireland. Um, it, it's the entire, Ireland, basically. Uh, uh, Ireland, Scotland, Wales, the UK. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Joel, thank you. I can't wait till we get you on the program in a couple more months and find out what you guys have been up to. Uh, we, again, will put a full uh, link to everything we talked about and uh, a way for you, to, our audience, to get a nice discount if they're not a member of Harvest Host. It'll be in the description below. Joel, um, uh, hats off to you, and uh, I hope uh, Jennifer and I can run into you guys and uh, hang around a campfire and uh, drink uh, a nice cold beverage of some sort. So That sounds wonderful. Yeah, thanks, Mike, and I, lo I love the new studio, love the background. You have more trophies than I have, so I'm going to have to work on that. Those are Emmys. Those are uh, <laughs> Emmy Awards. For, I mean, for my that's TV a trophy, days. man. That, that's a win, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, it was, yeah. But they look nice, right? You know, what do you do with them? Yeah, yeah they look good on camera. That's all they're good for now, I guess. Hey, Joel, Thank you so much. God bless you, and uh, say hi to your team for us. Awesome. Thanks, Mike. Well, it's always good to hear from Joel. He's always got so much there for us. What would we do without Harvest Hosts? I know. It just is, it's amazing, you know, uh, what a resource that is for everybody. We can save you, by the way, some money if you want to join Harvest Hosts. If you're not a member already, uh, just go to rvlifestyle.com slash hh rvlifestyle.com slash hh and uh, you'll get a if you use that link you'll get a substantial discount when you sign up okay when we come back we have the rv news of the week stay with us jennifer and i bought some land just west of nashville tennessee in a 5300 acre estate a beautiful collection of mountaintop properties called the woodlands at buffalo river 
For us, it was the anecdote to crowded, expensive campgrounds and the end of worrying about reservations. These are big properties, 5 to 250 acres, and you can build a house, a cabin, outbuildings, or RV year-round starting at $79,900. Your property, your way, 100% ownership, and the scenery is breathtaking. You can landscape, garden, bring your pets, build what you want to. There's high-speed internet, and it is so private. It's a great place to make your home base. No more calling around for reservations. Is ready whenever you want. This is the final phase now. They are selling these on May 20th by appointment. Five to 250 acre properties from $79,900. There's great financing and big discounts on multi-lot packages. For information, visit MyRVLand.com. That's MyRVLand.com. Welcome back, and now it's time for the RV News of the Week, and our first story is about a woman who was camping outside along a river in Montana, and she was attacked by a black bear while she was sleeping. The woman was one of two guides for a river raft trip along the Middle Fork Flathead River, just west of Glacier National Park. Bear spray was used, and the bear left, but then returned several times. The woman was taken to the hospital, and her injuries are not life-threatening. The incident is a good reminder to all of us to be bear-aware when camping in bear country. That means keep food and scented things in bear-proof containers. Always have each person in your group carry bear spray and more. Big story out of uh, Grand Teton National Park, and uh, this is another one of those stories that uh, uh, involves what they call tourons, tourist morons, who are just, they just don't seem to understand anything about wildlife. In fact, I think we almost should figure a way to have a test before you're allowed in. Uh, but uh, Grand Teton National Park is asking for uh, the public's help in identifying two men who uh, were spotted in a photo harassing a baby bison on June 4th. Regular re- readers will remember and listeners to the podcast will remember that we've been reporting here and on the blog about incidents involving uh, bison at Yellowstone, which is right to the north of Grand Teton. Um, in the Grand Teton photo, these two guys can be seen uh, that they released, and we'll show a picture of the officials in the park released, trying to find out who they are. They were standing right next to a little baby bison calf, uh, and the National Park Service reminds everybody that these are wild animals, and you got to stay at least 25 feet away from all of them. Uh, never are you to tease, touch, get close to them to, for a selfie, or in any way harass these bison. They're wild animals. They can be unpredictable. People get hurt. And the animals uh, are the ones who really suffer because if they're a baby like that, they lose their fear of humans and then they become a nuisance. And and as happened last week in Yellowstone, because somebody who did a similar thing with a bison, they have to be euthanized. So anyway, if you know who these guys are in that picture, uh, make sure you uh, notify Yellowstone or notify Grand Teton and they'll, they'll do their best to catch these guys. An interesting story. More solo women, more people of color, and more younger people are getting into the RV lifestyle. This is according to an article in USA Today. 
The story highlighted research showing the number of non-whites getting into the RV lifestyle is growing, and it quoted research showing the median age of RV owners in 2021 was 53, but the median age for first-time buyers the following year was 32. Also, the number of solo female RVers has significantly risen in the last few years, many attributing this to the power of social media, where solo female RVers share their adventures, attracting more to the lifestyle. We talked about the bear attack uh, at uh, uh, earlier on here near Glacier, but uh, another incident involving wildlife in North Carolina, and this was a four-year-old boy who was bitten by a copperhead snake. Uh, copperhead snakes are venomous snakes. Uh, they were camping in North Carolina uh, in the southern Appalachian Mountains near the Highlands region of uh, North Carolina. Now, his parents were very smart. Immediately, they rushed him to a hospital. But before they did that, the father who saw this happen snapped a picture of the snake. And uh, that was a very smart thing to do. Uh, medical staff uh, at the hospital said uh, that helped them identify the snake, determine what kind of venom it was, and thus they were able to give good treatment to the kid and get him you know, uh, treated right away for that. He's recovered. He's going to be fine. But it's a reminder that uh, venomous snakes are all over this country. In the West, it's usually rattlesnakes that you have to watch out for. Uh, in the South and Southeast, it's copperheads and rattlesnakes and sometimes uh, water moccasins as well. Um, but um, a good uh, suggestion from this story uh, is to take a picture of the snake and help uh, medical people immediately uh, be able to know what kind of a snake it was that bit them. Uh, we'll put a link to that story and the tips that uh, are offered uh, about uh, watching out for uh, snakes in snake country uh, in, on the show notes for this at rvlifestyle.com. Uh, look under the podcast tab. Now, if you're camping in the northeast part of the country, chances are the air quality has made you your time outside challenging because of the massive amount of smoke entering the U.S. from the Canadian wildfires. In Alberta, there were reports of 76 active wildfires in the, in the province as of Saturday evening. In Quebec, there were 131 active forest fires, 51 of which were out of control. The good news is rain is expected in many of these places this week and Canada's temperatures are expected to be cooler, helping with the drifting smoke. And since the wildfire season in Canada typically lasts May to October, many are concerned the fires and air quality are so bad so early in the season. There are some things you should know about breathing air thick with smoke in the wilderness. Yeah. Again, uh, links to all of this with uh, tips to resources um, at rvlifestyle.com. Look under the podcast tab and you'll see uh, the show notes for this whole episode right there. When we come back, the RV tip of the week, and we're going to talk about the most important appliance for most of us during the summer travel time, and that is our air conditioners. Uh, Queen Bee RV herself, Brenda, will be here with a report coming up after this. When we're asked what's the most important modification we made to our RV, it's an easy answer. Battleborn batteries. Battleborn batteries are quality, safe, reliable lithium batteries that allow us to stay out there off the grid longer. 
Lithium batteries charge faster. They charge fuller. They're longer lasting. They're maintenance free. And Battleborn batteries are protected by a 10 year guarantee. Now, in our case, they just dropped into the existing AGM batteries that we have. And it'll probably be the same on your rig too. Battleborn battery experts can get those in your rig just like they did with ours. They can also match you up with the right cabling, the inverter, the charger, the solar controller, everything. Jennifer and I swear by our Battleborn batteries. They allow us to boondock off the grid. Check them out. Go to rvlifestyle.com slash lithium. rvlifestyle.com slash lithium. Welcome back. And now time for the uh, RV tip of the week from certified RV inspector Brenda of Queen Bee RV. Well, Brenda has uh, some great tips for us on how to keep your cool this summer and to do so uh, by uh, following some great RV air conditioner tips to keep that uh, important appliance running well. The RV air conditioner is one of the big ticket items in your RV, so preventative maintenance and inspections are essential to help you save money and time instead of waiting on repairs for this important appliance. Have your AC serviced once a year minimum, especially before the hot weather season begins. A qualified RV technician can run inspections to help prolong the life of the unit. Now, if you feel safe accessing your RV roof, there are a few items you can check yourself between servicing. But first, be sure to disconnect from all 120 volt power sources, like at the pedestal, your inverter or generator when accessing the rooftop unit. You can also turn off the individual breaker to the air conditioner. Just note there is one very high voltage component underneath the shroud cover called a capacitor that must be de-energized by a qualified RV technician to do any type of diagnosing, servicing, or repairs. Now you can check that your shroud cover fastening bolts are secure to prevent the cover from flying off while driving down the road. Next, without even removing the shroud, you can take a peek inside at the metal fins on the back side of the AC unit. These are the condenser coils, which can be easily bent and damaged, and that can affect cooling efficiency. So avoid parking under or backing into low-hanging tree branches. If the coils are damaged, a qualified technician can straighten them during servicing, which can greatly improve cooling capabilities. Visually inspect your rooftop unit for insects or mud dauber nests that can hinder performance. Protect the AC shroud with a vinyl cover when in storage if possible. These covers come in all sizes and styles, so be sure to order using the model number of your unit and never run the AC when the cover is installed. Use a surge protector or EMS to help protect your AC from unexpected voltage highs and lows, which could damage or destroy the appliance. Clean your filters often, like every month during peak season. Adequate airflow will provide better cooling and help avoid undue wear and tear on your AC. Here is a troubleshooting tip. Your air conditioner consumes a significant amount of power, especially when first starting, and this can be problematic if you do not fully understand the power capabilities of your RV. Overconsumption could trip a breaker or prevent your air conditioner from powering on at all. Observe what other appliances are using 120 volts AC at this time. Turn off anything that isn't needed or switch to another power source on appliances like your refrigerator and the water heater. 
even basic items like the coffee maker or electric skillet, which are plugged into those outlets, can make demands that could exceed your RV's power capabilities, especially if your RV is a 30 amp rig. Hey ladies, are you a female RV traveler? Want to learn more about safety, troubleshooting problems, and maintaining your own RV? Head to queenbrv.com and click on events to view the locations of our nationwide women's RV workshop tour. We'll see you there. Now back to you, Mike and Jen. That, uh, that's great advice from Brenda. Um, just keep that air conditioner working right and those tips will help you do so. And now it's time for the RV App of the Week segment. And this, of course, is drawn from the pages of NewTravelTech.com, which is our sister blog, that celebrates the many ways technology enhances the entire travel experience. And this uh, week, uh, they had a fascinating story on uh, at NewTravelTech.com about how artificial intelligence, AI, will change your travel experience. And we will put a link to that in there, but... Basically, it, it notes how uh, there are so many different AI assistants out there that they're transforming almost every aspect of the travel experience uh, from, you know, finding cheap flights and airplane tickets and campgrounds and comparing uh, uh, options of where you can stay, booking rental places, uh, flight status upgrades. All these are artificial intelligence tools. Everybody's all worried about the, the downside, the dark side of AI, and that's a different issue. But this, we're talking about ways to really help you save time and be more efficient. It's absolutely incredible. And who wouldn't like the idea of not having to compare prices with different airlines and trying to find the cheapest hotel room and trying to figure out best prices for sightseeing places that you want to go so the good side let's enjoy the good side and and for RVers there are just so many tools now out there that will really help you and and rather than us trying to list them all on the podcast and you do many of you I know listen to the podcast as you're driving all we want to do is tell you to go over and read the story yourself we'll put a link to it at newtraveltech.com newtraveltech.com all one word that's our sister blog along with campingfoodrecipes.com but uh, AI it is a fact of life and it's already uh, out there and able to help you do a better job with your RV trip planning All right, when we come back the questions of the week stay with us when we're on a road trip we always seem to find a way to stop at a camping world center there are over 225 camping world locations across the country And there's always one close by when we need parts and accessories for our RV or just want to shop. In fact, uh, we have so much fun with uh, Camping World. And as we talk about it, as one of our sponsors, they have agreed to offer a 10% discount. If you use the coupon code RVLIFESTYLE10, when you buy $99 or more in merchandise, you'll find everything you want from outdoor furniture and appliances, the ones you see us use in our videos and that we talk about here in the podcast. RV extras that include everything from camping chairs to fire pits, electrical accessories, must-have gadgets. Check them all out. And again, don't forget, use the coupon code RVLIFESTYLE10 when you visit CampingWorld.com. Now for the RV questions of the week. And this one is comes from Robin. And Robin asks, what do you use to hang pictures or decor on the walls of your RV? Well, we like to take pictures from uh, that, from our trips, you know, uh, that mean a lot to us. Uh, we have some on our 
walls here of our uh, of our studio in the house and, and the smaller ones uh in fact most of them come from um from the, our, our cell phones we have a whole bunch of them out there but we also have them in our rvs and uh, we use a service called mix tiles and i'll put a link to that when they're not an advertiser we're not even an affiliate of them but uh, we've been using them for years in several rvs so just they they take your cell phone picture and they uh, they they frame it for you. You get to pick out whether you'd like white or dark or what color frame color you'd frame. like. And I think the best thing is they peel off. There's this sticky substance. You can put it one place and say, oops, not quite right. You can take it down and put it another place. It's not like one shot. In fact, we've taken pictures and we put them all over our RV. Ah, we don't like it. Well, I, I'm happy wherever I put them. But generally, <laughs> I should go over here. And we've even taken them out of one RV after a couple of years use and putting it in the new RV and they stick fine. You can reuse them. That's what I really like about those. And also, I like to swap out the pictures. You only have so much room for pictures, especially in a small RV. So you put some up and then, okay, let's switch to another chapter, another adventure. Let's put some different pictures up. Yeah. Now, uh, that's for pictures. We use mixed tiles. And there's a couple of other services like that you can find, but that's the one we, we use. But for attaching things like a clock or a thermometer, uh, we use command strips. And again, I've used them uh, in our house and we, we use them in our RVs. They hold up very well. Um, the secret that we have found with a command strip is when you apply it to the wall, keep steady pressure on it, you know, where that adhesive is for 15 seconds. Just hold it there for 15 seconds and then it will stay. Um, the downside is unlike the mixed tiles, that whatever that substance they use, you can take it off, put it back on a couple, three times. Command strips, you only get one shot at it. So the side that's on the wall, if you take it off, you got to put a new one on because it won't stick. Um, uh, but, um, it, you know, so you can't like reattach them. You want to get it right the first time or use another stick if you're going to put it someplace else. Uh, but command strips are what you use. You can get those all over the place, uh, any big box store, and most even drugstores sell them. So that's what we use in our RVs. And uh, it's so much better. You don't ever want to nail anything through a wall. No, nailing is pretty old-fashioned. And it's it's really not the thing to do in an RV because, no. you know, you've got all these cables and wires, and you don't know what's behind that wall. Um, and, if you know, uh, you just don't mess with that. So use a stick-on thing like that. All right, we would love to get your questions. If you have comments or questions, you can reach us through our personal email, my, uh, personal email address, which is Mike and Jen at rvlifestyle.com. That's it for this week. Uh, we'll be back next week and we'll try and do next week's episode on location from the site of our summer gathering, which is the shore of Lake Michigan, the tip of the Michigan Bay. We'll see you next week. Happy trail. Happy trail.